because my mom is still she she doesn't she doesn't believe in it she still thinks um in her limited capacity of thinking um that is wrong that is simple that i'm going to hell and so that's a struggle in itself every day um you know i've had to create boundaries with her and she's still one of my like she's still my best friend we we can we talk we just have to like we have those boundaries in place until um she's truly educated what's up everybody and welcome to the queerly black show i'm your host ashley and i'm so happy you came by the queerly black show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black lgbtqia plus individuals through an interview style series with regular folks like you and me so every week a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an lgbtqia plus individual thank you for tuning in and make sure you subscribe download set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode enjoy the show Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, joined today by someone who's also in LA, Mr. Trenton. Tell the little people about yourself. Interesting fact about your name is I'm from Trenton, New Jersey. So you already <laughs> know I was going to have to say something about that. I was like, oh, Trenton, okay, that's pretty dope. I'm from, from Trenton, New Jersey. You know, so tell the people about yourself. Hello, everyone. Um, so my name is Trenton. I'm not from Jersey. I'm actually from Alabama. Um, the Born and raised in the South, I'm 31. I currently live in Los Angeles. I dance professionally. I have been dancing for about um, 11 years now. Um, on, on the side when I'm not dancing to kind of compensate um, for money, I bartend. So I'm always in the nightlife. I see a lot, I hear a lot, <laughs> but it's interesting for sure. Awesome, man. Well, look, so before we get into everything, the first question I always ask is, when was the first time you encountered your sexuality? So what did you know? Like, oh, you know, I like the fellas. Yeah, um, so um, being raised in the South, like, you know, especially um, Black in the South, very um, spirit, very faith, um, a very faith-based um, upbringing, I really never really, allowed myself to like really think about stuff like that and so it wasn't really until I was in junior high I watched a movie it was actually Brokeback Mountain which is <laughs> so funny but the secret life of like this love it kind of like sparked an interest but it wasn't anything that I considered myself to like actually have feelings it was just something that was there and then as I um grew up in, within high school, I just started like finding attraction in not necessarily um, men, but just like in everything. I was just finding attraction in just the human body and different personalities. And I was like, wait, but this happens to be a man. Why am I feeling this way? You know, like what's going on? Um, and so yeah, um, it wasn't really until I moved from Alabama that I was able to explore that and come to terms like, oh, I actually do think I like men. Um, just because I was so brought up in the church and it was just so, you know, taboo. So I didn't allow myself to even go there growing up. So once I was able to move out, kind of create my life of what I wanted to be, I started exploring things. 
Awesome. Zay, and how old were you around this time? I'm about 19. 19, okay. College age. So 19 was probably the first time that I actually considered myself to possibly be queer or anything other than, you know, your normal straight male. Nice. And so what was that process for you at, you know, I mean, 19, you're pretty, you know, mature, you know, adult. And um, what was that process like in terms of were you in a relationship? Was it like you found you were interested in someone and you kind of like, oh, OK, I think this is where it's headed. <laughs> yeah, no, I, honestly, for me, it was exactly what, you know, the what people say who don't really understand this life or um who are ignorant on the fact I thought it was a phase I thought I was just going through a phase I was gonna this was something I was just having fun I was just exploring things um I need to say first and foremost my first love before anything is God I have a really I have a really great relationship with God now (laughs) yeah back then it was my mother's relationship with God it was my city's relationship with God it was just you know I was forced into this um kind of belief of who he was and so with that being said I always knew my relationship was for him to him so I I never believed that I could love God and another man so um yeah it was always back and forth with me I I would um be on it like I would start seeing someone and then I, it would get too fat like things would start really accelerating and I have to back out because I'm like oh, nope this can't get any deeper than this I'm just having fun you know mm-hmm. and so um yeah I would always just I was always in and out because at the end of the day I wanted to please God but I was fighting these feelings that I was having to please myself so it was very it was very difficult for a while um and if I'm being truly honest, it was very difficult really up until about two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm 31 now. So for a long time, I, I I always felt that I had to choose between myself and God. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, you, 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 you definitely alluded to something I wanted to talk about. You're from the South for context, right? You're from Alabama. And, you know, we know kind of, uh, stereotypically, you know, the South is kind of not as um, advanced uh, as, you know, some of the more northern places, um, you know, particularly for Black people. Um, what was, I, I imagine your coming out story is probably connected to a lot of this. Um, what was your coming out story as much as you want to share? Yeah, so I... <laughs> I always laugh about this when I tell people. I've come out like three or four times. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've come out and I've gone back in. I've come out, I've gone back in. So when I first started really thinking like, oh, wow, like this could be who I am. I remember I was in Chicago. I just moved to Chicago from Alabama. I was was, um, dancing with a company there. I was first time living on my own, um, you know, doing adult things, like literally being myself. Um, I remember I was with some roommates. They were smoking and they asked me to join and I did, you know, young. And I was like, I didn't know how much I could handle. And I got so, <laughs> I got so high that I just started getting so paranoid. And I, I called my mom and I was like, mom, I don't know what to do. I'm high. I just had to like, 
it was that one of those points where I was like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat anything because I just, I need help because I was so scared. So I, um, I was, I called her and I was like, mom, I'm high. I'm scared. And so at this point, my fear, my biggest fear was um, I was going to die and go to hell. It wasn't, I was never really afraid of dying per se or anything like that. My fear was I was going to go to hell because that's what I was taught. You know, I was taught you sin, you do this, you do this, you do this, you go to hell. Um, and so I, was, I called her and I told her I, I had smoked and I was telling her like all these things. And I was like, mom, and I'm dealing with this and I really just want you to pray for me. And so that was my first coming out and she prayed and we sat on the phone forever and you know she was trying to convert me <laughs> um and uh so yeah for a while you know I was kind of on the straight and narrow again and then life happens and I you know I was like I'm not fulfilled I need something so I came out again but the my true coming out story I would say is about three years ago um, three, four years ago now, um, I met someone who really started to change my perspective on what my life could be. He was very, um, very familiar, very close with God, very familiar with his faith and his spirituality. And we shared this. We actually met in church. And so something that I always want, have always wanted um, is to have a family. And I never thought I could have a family with another man. Like that just wasn't on my radar. I didn't think it could happen. And so I met this guy and we were on the same wavelength. Um, he wanted what I wanted. His faith was as strong as my faith. Like, and we started studying and like really, you know, diving deep into um, who God really is and the translations of the word and all the things. And um, so it, was, it wasn't until him that I was like, you know, I think that I can have everything that I want with this guy. And so I didn't want, so now I'm, I'm to set the story, I'm 27 and like, I'm living in LA for a while. I'm doing my thing, dancing. And so I'm like, you know, I can't keep stifling my happiness for other people. You know, like it's gonna, it's coming to a point where I'm grown grown. You know, like I got to do what makes me happy. And I had to figure this out for myself. I got to figure out what this means for my relationship with God. And I mean, I would pray and sit and pray and just like ask God to reveal things to me if he was okay with this, if he was okay with this and all the, all the things. And so in this relationship, I really found a sense of security that I was not only pleasing God, but I was pleasing myself. And so I said to myself, you know, and the thing is, like, we had been dating for a while, and I was so afraid to tell my mom and, and my family, like, my friends and everyone knew, like, I don't necessarily, cons I mean, it is, it's definitely a part of it, telling your friends and your close circles that you're, you're queer, gay, whatever, is a part of it, but when it's the people who, like, you know, that you really believe are going to hold you back and hold you down, try to change you, when you come out to those people, my mom, my father, Mama, like, it, like mama yeah, and daddy so. once 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 mama daddy and grandma cool with being with you being gay honestly Listen. everybody else hey it don't matter you, you either know? with it or you ain't you either with me or against me yeah 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 
So when I came out to my mom, I remember I went home and I sat down. I was like, mom, I just got to tell you something. And I was like, I, I couldn't even, I, it was so hard for me to give it, get it out. And she was like, I already know. And um, I was like, well, yeah, like, he ain't just my roommate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, um, I told her about him. And to be honest, she handled it in that moment better than I thought she would. It's the moments to come that I have to deal with because my mom is still, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't believe in it. She still thinks um, in her limited capacity of thinking um, that it's wrong, that it's sinful, that I'm going to hell. And so that's a struggle in itself every day. Um, you know, I've had to create boundaries with her and she's still one of my, like, she's still my best friend. We, we can, we talk, we just have to, like, we have those boundaries in place until um, she's truly educated and informed because that's what I've, that's what I had to do for myself because, you know, we were taught and I, and that's the one thing I want to say, I never blame her because I, I get where she's coming from. I get her understand I know what she was taught I, I thought the same thing one time but the only thing that I don't um, agree with is not educating yourself so it's like mom I'm, I've given you the the resources to kind of you know learn for yourself what these translations in the bible mean um figure it out yourself and then talk to God and like because that's the one thing I, I I let her know I mean I talk to God every day and our our conversations are very very thorough, if you will. And so I hear what he says to me and I know that he loves me, you know? And so, yeah, that's that. But I feel like the fight now is truly with her because my mom is, she, um, she's my, like, I was raised the only child, single mother. So she's my, like, she's my everything. Yeah. And so now my fight is not really to stay out of the closet because I'll never go back in, but to really just be my authentic self around her because I know what she's thinking and I know how she, you know, sees things and perceives things. So that is one of the reasons you were talking about my platform, my um, social media. It has been very hard to post the stuff that I post because now I'm just like, and this is what I want to post, like me and crop tops, me being fluid in, in my sexuality and just like really just being true to myself, it's been really hard. And so, because it's, I'm literally being vulnerable for the entire world to see. And when I say the entire world, I mean my family because yeah. I don't really care about anybody else. It's my family. They, because right. I know that they are seeing it. And mm -hmm. I know they're talking. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, man, I... what kind of message am I going to get? Now, why are you up there without no clothes on? Exactly. Why are you showing your stomach? Exactly. You know, all those little things that are like a part of like your freedom yeah. are going to be criticized by the people who matter to you, you know? And mm -hmm. that's such a, 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 it's such a powerful journey that a lot of people go through, right? Like when you're, uh, you know, expressing yourself through attire, essentially, or through your mannerisms, you know, they call mm -hmm. it code switching, like, you feel like you gotta, like, okay, <laughs> who am I around, like, can I really, like, snap my hand if, if somebody say something that I'm really interested in, <laughs> like, you know, can I sit with my legs crossed, or, like, you know, with, with my butt yeah. halfway hanging off the chair, like, whatever is natural to me, 
like am I in an environment where that's going to be safe like am exactly. I going to be safe to be myself without people making me feel conscious or making me feel like I can't be fully expressive um how did you strike boundaries like with your mom because right now you know you talk about like having your own relationship with God and prior to that it was you know the influences of like your mom's relationship with your with God and where you're from so mm -hmm. how were you able to reconcile that because of course you know most people um in coming out or even before that go through like you know the 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 bible beating um and it's hard for some people to reconcile like I know I feel like God loves me but at the same time like I'm being told that he doesn't so yeah like being able to get to a place where you have your own relationship with God how did you mm -hmm. reconcile that um honestly that's exactly what it took it took me really just like wanting my own relationship with God I surrounded myself with um like people that really fed into me whether spiritual or secular um so it just made me um really begin to love who I am. And then I'm like, okay, you're taught that God loves everyone. This God is a, like, you're, you're taught all the good things about God and how he's just, you know, he shows his grace and his mercy. He has plans for his people, like all these things. And so it's like, I'm doing right. I'm living a life that I think is, you know, justifiable. I'm, 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 my morals are pure, my intentions are pure, like I'm trying to live a devout life. How can God not love me, you know? And I'm starting to love myself. And so I just really started to just like really find my own relationship with him. And, um, you know, reading the word and especially with my um, ex, um, he's very like fluent and um, and just like knowing how to translate the Bible and knowing how to like dissect it. And so I would sit with him and we would talk and stuff. And um, one of the um, one of the a, a really good book is called um, God and the Gay Christian, um, and it is it basically talks about how like homosexuality was not even ever put in the Bible until the 1900s, like the early 1900s, 1920s or somewhere around there. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I thought that word has been in the Bible forever, you know? And like, if you do your research and um, really um, expound on what these people are saying, it's not what they're saying, you know? It's like the word that they translated into homosexual was um, a word for um, like pedophilia to little boys. And in uh, the, you know, limited knowledge and the ignorance of the people who were translating it, that's how they, they came up with homosexuality, which is just like, what, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know and so no it just I guess it just took me really wanting to because I didn't think I was wrong it's just like I, I I know that I know that I'm trying to be 
what God wants me to be. And I can't shake these feelings and I can't, I can't get past this. So what is it about me? Like, and so did God create me just to go to hell? You know, like, was I created to go to hell? Or if I wasn't created to go to hell, was I created to be miserable on this earth? Because I can't love who I'm, you know, naturally drawn to. And so, yeah, I was just like, I want to find out for myself. I want, I want the relationship. I want my own relationship with God. And it just took me like really meditating and just sitting and talking to him and, and feeling him, you know? There was one time I'll tell you, this was a very dark, dark um, time in my life. Um, well, not time. I, I would say a dark, like little segment, I guess. Um, but I was in this relationship that I was, that I came out for. Um, and I was just like, this is it. This is it. But then there was a time where, I mean, I was literally just like, no, I, I, I made it. I made this. I've created this idea that it's okay. It's actually not okay. I need to stick with what I what I've been taught. Like this is not okay. So I was going through like a really, just like what am I doing? I was having panic attacks, um, and then one night I was laying in bed beside my ex, um, and I just could not sleep. I was just so restless because I was just like I'm going to hell. And this was all during the pandemic. So like mm. everything that was happening during the pandemic was also just like thrown yeah. on me it was just like i'm just like i am in this house i can't get out of the house i'm stressed like so I'm all that time there. with your own thoughts all that time my, yes so I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there and i mean i am going through it and i'm just like no i got like i'm a, i got i got to do something so i remember I, I went into my closet i have this like long closet um and like you can go into it and it's like when you close the door it is completely black you can't see anything i just went in there and I got on my knees and I just started praying and I just started like talking to God. I was crying. I was hyperventilating. I was doing all the things. And in that moment, I was like, God, you know, my first, I want to do what's right by you. I really want to do what's right by you. And in that moment, I got the most overwhelming peace, the most overwhelming sense of, I got you. I'm here with you. And it just, I felt such like, I don't know, I felt such peace in that moment. When I tell you, my eyes were completely closed. It was completely black. I, all I could see was this bright light. And I just, I knew in that moment that God was with me, you know? Yeah. Um, that's how it is for me. I don't, you know, other people, um, it could be, you know, the, your relationship and how you hear God is different, but I, the way I hear God is, I, <laughs> I was just telling my mentor this the other day. So there's a passage, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's Joseph, it's either Joseph or Daniel, but anyways, he talks to, he's like talking um, about how um, God doesn't always show up in the earthquakes and the loud sounds it's not always big and grandiose it's sometimes God speaks small most well God can't speak, most of the time God can't speak small to me because I ain't gonna hear it like <laughs> I need the earthquakes I need the the hail storms like that's what I need in order to get it 
because yeah, I just if it's if he whispering to me, I'm not gonna hear it. So I'm like, God, you gotta speak to me loudly. And so in that moment, like I just it was like a loud moment. I just it wasn't because I mean I was going through it in this night. I mean, I was really going through it. And he came and I mean, I literally felt such a warm embrace in that moment. And I said, you know what? I'm I'm not going back. This is God telling me that he's with me. He's okay with me. He loves me. And, you know, and that just caused me to be even to even more of a relationship with God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, I think for life, especially if you grow up learning and knowing who God is, um, once you are able to get to that place of reconciliation for yourself, it's, it's the sweetest place. Like yeah. when you can truly form when, you know, as a gay person, when you can truly form a relationship with God, where you find a space where only you and him dwell, mm-hmm. no one else, you and mm-hmm. him, like, this is our space. That's yeah. invaluable. Like you, you have to have that because the world is so cruel. It's so, you know, it's so mean. It's so, hurtful it you know intentionally sometimes um sometimes unintentionally you know people who are very close to us that love us and we know that Mm -hmm. you know but just are ignorant to our experience um it 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 it, it, it's all it all can be a bit traumatizing (laughs) you know um even when it's unintended by people we love you know so to have that place where he can you know wrap his arms around you it can be unobstructed by people is super critical you know yeah um to transition a little bit so um your dance career when did you start dancing and I imagine that was probably uh you know a, a challenging journey too because as a male dancer you know first of all you know the the uh, assumption is that all of them are gay <laughs> uh, you know and so then for you you know with the added you know uh pressure of like you live you know where you live you know people believe what they believe and just trying to be expressive in that way um when did you start dancing yeah. Um, so funny story. I didn't start dancing until um, I was 19 when I moved to Chicago. I actually went to school um, for chemistry for two years of college because I thought I wanted to be a, um, a so you pharmacist. you wasn't dancing in your room? Say it again? You wasn't dancing in your room? Um, okay. So growing up, they, they always say I could dance, but I didn't, you know, like they were like, oh, they would all, my family would always want me to dance. I didn't think anything of that. Um, so Growing up, um, I mean, sorry, when I moved to Chicago, I actually got to study like ballet, jazz, tap, like all the classical trainings. And not like now that I'm thinking about it, it, it came very naturally and I excelled very quick. So <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I've always been dancing, you know, but um, I didn't get my actual professional training until um, I moved to Chicago. I was 19. And yeah. It was like, it was difficult because everyone assumed that the male dancer is gay. So I was fighting against that identity. You know, I didn't want people, one, I I didn't want my identity to be just, oh, he's a gay man or whatever. I wanted people to know me and just like, oh, he's a he's Trenton, you know, versus already having assumptions. So I, 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 I fought a lot like the code switching if you will like I was like really trying to have people perceive me a certain way 
that I wasn't, you know, because yeah, um, I just because I of want... all the associations, like there's there's there were so many like preconceived notions and assumptions that are made about certain things, and so it makes you like not want to, you know, identify with it. You know, I mm. think even outside of being gay, right? It's like as a black person, right? Well, you know, our hair is not naturally permed, you know, but yeah. if you wear your afro or you wear your natural hair, you know, if your hair looks like Jay-Z's look right now, it's like you're unkept, you're not, yeah. you know, well-groomed, but it's like, yeah. this is what we look like. Yeah. You know, it take, hell, as a, it take longer to do some of the natural hairstyles than it do to have your hair permed and like, no, yeah. you know, the upkeep of that is harder, you know, to really embrace who you truly are. So it's like, I can imagine as a male dancer, same thing. It's like, you know, people have all these things that they say about you before they ever even meet mm -hmm. you. It's like, oh, he's a male dancer. Oh yeah, we, mm -hmm. we know what that's about. And it's just like, well, but no, yeah. like, you don't know me though, you know? Exactly. And then again, for me, I at this age, I was still really trying to figure out my sexuality. And so um, I was really overcompensating because I knew that people already assumed that I was gay. Um, so I was like, all right, they're going to really think I'm gay if I'm dancing now. So I got to like really play it up, you know? And so I really try to keep this facade of, you know, I'm just, I'm an artist, you know, like, and I'm about I mean, I mean, yeah, <laughs> period, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. That's why I said I came out a couple of times because it was mm -hmm. like, I'm like, all right, y'all know it. I'm like, of course, but no, I'm not. Nope, nope. Right, right, right. Just because you think, just because my, my booty stick out like this don't mean I'm gay. Don't Listen. even be looking at me like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a process, man. And it, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, obviously you um are out and you're, you know, sharing your story and me going too. through that process of healing is, it's, it's incredible to watch. Um, Nice. So what, what, what do you have like, you know, coming up in terms of, you know, different projects or, or anything in, in, in the near future? Yeah, um, so one thing, I just filmed a pilot, my first pilot ever, um, and so it's in editing right now. Um, it's a pilot presentation. So um, like it's in editing right now and they're gonna see about, um, you know, pitching it to different networks. And so awesome. it's a really cool, really cool project. Um, and I'm, I'm really like confident that it's gonna go somewhere. So claiming it, yeah. I'm claiming it, yeah. For sure, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. So I got uh, two more questions for you. If you had a theme song for your life, what would it be? Ooh, I automatically went to the Jeffersons moving on up because that's what's happening in my life. Like I'm really learning myself so much. I'm growing. I, I will say um, this last relationship that I was in, um, the one I've been talking about, it highlighted a lot of things in me, a lot of insecurities, a lot of, you know, like personality, quirks that I have, all the things. And so um, I when I say that I am on a growth journey, I really am. I'm in therapy. I think, um, I think, 
every black person should be in therapy 100%. because this world this world is trying to beat us down and kill us and everything and it's I, like, so critical man yeah, like i said like i'm really really on a growth journey of figuring out myself of like really discovering where my insecurities um come from like really understanding where because I realized that one of the things that I had was like control issues. I needed to always be in control. I would start to manipulate things to stay in control. And so I don't like that about myself. And so I say that I am really moving on up because I am I'm being vulnerable on my um in my life. Like I'm reaching out, I'm talking to people, I'm inquiring, I like I am just putting everything out there and I feel myself really elevating and really becoming the man that I'm meant to be in this world. Um, and it makes me happy. Yeah. You know, it really makes me happy. Um, I'm really like myself. I'm really learning to love myself. Yeah. There's nothing like it, you know, being able to go to sleep at night and be happy about who you are, you know, because yeah. I always say, you know, even as, uh, you know, you go through life I, I, and I'm, I'm older, I'm the oldest of uh, two of three girls. And I tell my sisters all the time, you know, as they're going through life, I'm like, listen, you don't have to justify your life to me. You know, when you go to sleep at night, you know what keeps you up. Yeah. You know the things that, you know, you know the areas that in your life that are unsettled, you know, um, and use that as a tool, you know, use that as like your, your, your guide, your guide or mm -hmm. the voice of God telling you that these are places that I need you to dwell. Like I need you to focus on these things. Right. And so that it's a, just amazing when you can recognize like I go to sleep at night and I'm happy about who I am that's yeah. amazing it is it really is amazing awesome so, so yeah. last question if you had advice for someone going through their own queer journey what would it be um to love yourself 100 percent um don't be hard on yourself because it is just that a journey um, to really seek community, people who will build you up when life is tearing you down and to just keep going because it truly gets better. I know that's like very cliche, but it truly gets better. There's never an appointment in our lives that I believe that we don't stop growing and learning, yeah. you know? So the more you learn, the better you are, you know, the better you become. So just keep going and love yourself, love yourself. Yeah, I think I that's that. the biggest one. I love that. Awesome, man. Well, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, so I am on Instagram. My um, handle is trend10dwtren10dw. Um, but yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Trent, for coming by, sharing your story. We really appreciate that. Um, and y'all already know, man, it's another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one.